Hello and welcome to Lawrence Forking, Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen, and today we're interviewing co-owners Scott Bellman and Michael Beard of Sunflower Provisions. We're super excited to talk to Scott Thelman and Michael Beard today because their recent venture, Sunflower Provisions, is a great new option for grocery pickup or delivery, featuring a lot of local produce and other products. So Michael and Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. Thank you. So uh, everyone, uh, if you've listened to before, Scott has actually been on the show because, you know, with the Juniper Hill Farm. So check out episode uh, 17 for those details. But um uh, but Michael, it's good to have you on the show. We're we're excited to have you because you, uh, you know, also work for Meat LLC, or own Meat LLC. Um, and yeah, so we're really excited to have both of you on here for your joint venture of uh, Sunflower Provisions. So Michael, since you're new to the show, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Meat LLC. Um, so I've been in, in Lawrence for uh, 17 years. Uh, I started off uh, working in restaurants uh, as a chef, and uh, I've Got an opportunity uh, after I sold shares of a restaurant I owned and uh, started uh, Meat LLC about six years ago. Nice. And so you guys, Meat LLC, it's, you, you, tend, you provide meat and uh, you kind of distribute meat to restaurants mainly? Is that, is that it? Sure. Yeah. yeah, restaurants and grocery stores. Yeah. Cool. Normally sourced from like local mm-hmm. farmers, ranchers? Yeah, I work with um, um, all, uh, a lot of different farmers here in the area, um, depending on what farmer what uh, protein they provide to me and um, then I take it to a couple of different plants that work with me small plants mm-hmm. and um, they process it there and and then I sell it to uh, restaurants and grocery stores awesome making those connections yeah. Sure. Love it. yeah so uh, how's you know with the, obviously talking to the, the elephant in the room of the coronavirus and all that I wonder how has that effect has that affected your distribution at all for meat and all that I mean in terms of uh, you know, I've heard about issues with meat packing, you know, meat plants and stuff like that. Has that affected you at all or because it's mainly local you've been able to? It hasn't affected me. Yeah. No. Um, the plants that I work with, like right. I said, they're really small, family owned. Um, so it's actually picked up their retail side as well. Um, and, and it's allowed them to, uh, I guess, reach more people that way. Yeah. Well, that's great. Cool. Um, and Scott, on the off chance that someone didn't listen to our episode about Juniper Hill Farms, do you want to give us a little blurb about yourself and the farm? Sure thing. Well, um, yeah, my name is Scott Thelman, and I'm the owner of Juniper Hill Farms. Um, we're located just north of uh, Lawrence, Kansas. It's a first-generation farm I started um, back in 2010 when I was getting ready to go to college. Um, we grow um, a wide variety of specialty crops, organic grains, hay, alfalfa, um, but then primarily focus on um, vegetables, both organic and conventionally raised. And then we distribute for about nine other growers, um, mostly Amish growers, but then also some English growers and, and fruit and berry producers um, to kind of uh, help move their, their small farms product over a wider array um, and to many of the wholesale customers we work with. So now... Curious. So, how'd this pair, pairing come together? So, you know, you got kind of produce meets protein here, I guess. And uh, so, so yeah, how, how did this uh, kind of joint venture of sunflower provisions come about? Um, so, a couple of years back, uh, Scotty and I were talking about trying to put together a CSA for 
um, larger corporations in Kansas City area where we could d- provide both proteins and um, vegetables to for for the employees there to pick up. Uh, so we started um, Sunflower Provisions then. We bought all the domain and uh, got a logo made and stuff. But then we got busy, just kind of put it on the shelf. Um, and then after this started going on, I started talking to a lot of my restaurants and they were, they were all pretty bleak about what was going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, gave Scotty a call and he said he was about to call me and yeah, we started it in a week. Yeah, it would have been a, a Sunday afternoon. I think Michael called and I think even before he said anything, I said, do you think, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and it was about probably two hours later, we were uh, renewing the domain and, and starting to work on everything. And that was a Sunday evening. And by Tuesday night, we had uh, some assembl- semblance of a, of a working website oh up and going. Goodness. And um, that was the launch of Sunflower Provision. So pretty wow. quick and... I won't say there was much of a business plan there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a really just a way to, to keep all of our product moving and right. and keep uh, our staff employed. Yeah, because I guess that I mean that's a big thing and benefit for you guys because I you know big you know big um, per people that customer that you supplied to would be the restaurants, right? So I'm assuming with everything dropping off as it did, then yeah, you probably had a lot more. Make sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I lost majority of my customers over a, a week. Yeah. And uh, I was doing some number crunching for myself to figure out how much money I had or how mm-hmm. long I could last. Uh, I had a few months of nest egg, and um, then I started to realize that you know it doesn't really matter if I make it, if my farmers don't make it, if my processors don't make it, if mm-hmm. I don't, if I break the circle. You know, I'm, I've been working on this for a long time to get these people on board with what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. uh, the animals that you know I, I need for them to raise for me. And then if they're, if they don't pull through, then, then I'm good as done anyway. Right. True. Yeah. And I've seen too, I've seen pictures, you know, of, uh, you know, huge farms and all that, you know, having to just throw away product cause they don't have anything, you know, any place for it to go or anything like that. So yeah, it's nice to kind of have a new vent, new Avenue, I guess, for make sure we're not wasting food either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I think, you know, that, that goes to the whole large global food system that we have. And you know, when it's, all in synchronization, it works very well. But as soon as you throw a cog, you know, into that system, you see those growers, you know, disking down lettuce or, or cauliflower or something out in in California because it was meant for restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not meant for the supply chain that ends up in the grocery store. And so, you know, we're fortunate that, you know, we were already planning for a big year on the farm, and um, we were actually able to carry over a lot of the crops that we had growing for school districts and restaurants and. You know, pretty easily convert them into um, retail um, for sunflower provisions and our grocers. And, you know, I think both Michael and I have been in a fortunate position to have, you know, partners that, that we work with, you know, such as Michael's processors that have been willing to kind of pivot how they do business mm-hmm. um, to switch more to a retail angle um, and help us succeed, which, you know, in the long run help helps everybody succeed right because of that change for you michael that changed the way the meats were packaged and everything i imagine that was a bit different i would think for restaurants it's maybe packaged differently just because of the quantities versus you know for individual sure food. yeah they uh restaurants primarily get primals from me uh, and then they cut their own steaks right. um and so basically that sunday that um scotty and i decided to start sunflower i had a truckload of beef going to a processor on monday to get start getting the cut into steaks mm-hmm. um more for retail size mm-hmm. um so yeah it was a quick quick turnaround they got me product really quick because they were pretty 
they were un- unsure as well what was going to happen with them because a uh, majority of their business is uh, wholesale as well to uh, restaurants and, and grocery stores. And, you know, luckily, you know, they had a retail store already with the online site. And so that a lot of their, their retail, we got really busy and as well as their online sales. So when you guys first started, you had a lot of obviously, you know, produce and meat, but you also had some like cheese and eggs and stuff like that. Um, and now it's expanded. You guys have all kinds of stuff. You got repetition coffee, you got kombucha, um, you've got different like loaves of bread from places. You got 1900 Barker and M&M Bakery. Um, I even saw like salsa on there and you got cookies. So how have you, like, have you been approaching local businesses or now that you guys are kind of the words out there, are they approaching you to say, here's what we can offer? So I'd say initially it was a good combination of both. Um, you know, to, to start out, I think we reached out to, to Jimmy at M&M Bakery, um, cause we both had known and worked with him for for a while, um, not really distributing his products, but just mm-hmm. kind of being in the same food scene, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and we realized he, you know, s- sold most of his items to, to restaurants and, and wholesalers and, and it was going to be a big hit for him. And mm-hmm. so, you know, thankfully we were able to come, come together with Jimmy and, you know, get M&M Bakery up and online for, for Sunflower Provision so quickly. And I think Taylor was in the same boat mm-hmm. of, of, you know, just, a an easy person to get started and work with very quickly. Um, you know, I think as, as we've expanded it over the past, what, seven weeks. Yeah, I think, yeah, we <laughs> counted. Cause yeah, you guys yeah. started March 17th. Think, yeah. Right? So yeah. six or seven weeks. Um, you know, we've just been adding products in that, that, um, you know, are accessible, um, by either Michael or I, um, that we feel are items that, that people would like to see. Yeah. Um, we'd like to become that, um, that grocery store. And I think that was really the goal from the beginning, you know, with our first, you know, maybe 60 products we had in there is, is going, what can we add to keep people from needing to go to the store? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we were at that peak of, of Corona and lockdown and, and mm-hmm. the worrisome of, you know, really exposing yourself and being out there. Right. And so what do you do for, you know, cause yeah, obviously you have a lot of local stuff on there too, but you know, you have stuff on, you know, you have options too for like avocados and like, you know, limes and, and lemons, things like that. Do you, how do you source that? Is that just through kind of a network that you've kind of known from other produce, you know? Yeah. So I've been or? fortunate as a farm to, you know, expand to the size to where we work with a variety of wholesalers in the region, mm-hmm. not just in Kansas city, but beyond. Yeah. And so that's allowed me, you know, to quickly be able to work with those guys, not on the sales side, but on, on the purchasing side to bring in quality, sustainably grown um, produce from, from around the country and, and, you know, around the, around the region, um, you know, continent, um, you know, the Mexico or the avocados are, you know, of course, uh, not grown in Kansas. <laughs> um, they're from, they're from Mexico, but, you know, working with some of these great, um, wholesalers that I've sold to for many years. Um, mm-hmm. we've been able to bring in products, as I said, that are quality and raised right. And, you know, at, at price points that really work for people to, to make it an affordable, um, right. you know, shopping opportunity. And on the, on the meat side of things, one of the things that I think is most interesting, usually we'll look to your website first as we're trying to plan our meals for the week and see if there's some like really interesting protein that might not be something we can normally find at Dylan. So how are you deciding kind of what to put there? Is it more like what's available to you from your producers like week to week? Or are you sourcing certain things because you think they're interesting or people will like them or? 
Well, I, I have to take the whole animal. So, oh, okay. um, oh, yeah. And so like, I just got 12 had processed. I got another 10 to be in process, um, on Friday. So those cuts are, are always the, I mean, always there. I got to move those anyway. Yeah. Um, and with, you know, you only get so many cuts or so much weight off a, an animal. So your flanks, you know, you don't get very much weight off that. Obviously you can only get one hanger steak. Um, so some of those things I really can't put on all the time and I just have to kind of build up until mm -hmm. I get enough of them. Um, but then like the other cuts of steak, which, um, normally people are unsure about or are not familiar with like your culottes or your, your you know, sirloin flaps, your bavettes, um, your, um, uh, just different cuts like your your skirt steaks mm -hmm. uh, those type of cuts um, people don't really see that many in the store right. just because a lot of these uh, grocery stores don't have a uh, in-house butcher anymore mm -hmm. and um, and and they just bring in boxed beef and if it doesn't sell on the shelves then they don't bring it in anymore uh, so you know that's the kind of game I play so when I process animals you know it's a it's a it's me moving the whole animal. Mm -hmm. right. That's cool. That's cool. What would you say, uh, you know, for both of you, from a produce standpoint and maybe from a protein standpoint, what is the most popular uh, item that you think is, is, is sold right now? Well, it, not, I, I was going to say not being a produce manager before, um, <laughs> just being a grower and, and distributor for, for local products. I've been stunned at how much broccoli people eat. Oh yeah. Holy oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, broccoli, um, you know, many of the staples, the potatoes, onions, celery, carrots, you know, that yeah. mm -hmm. I kind of expected that, but broccoli that just blown, blew me out of the water. <laughs> um, mangoes too. Huh. People really love their mangoes and yeah. it's been neat to be able to bring in some really quality product, yeah. um, yeah. really quality, beautiful mangoes to be able to, to get out there. Yeah, and for the protein side, it's it's ground beef and eggs. Um, yeah. I mean, the other stuff moves, you know, steak cuts move as well, but the, I mean, there's there's thousands of pounds of ground beef go out. <laughs> Man. Chicken thighs, yeah. or breast. Yeah, chicken breast when I got them available, but it, they've been, my processors have been so busy uh, that they're normally a lot of the cuts that they were providing before, mm -hmm. uh, they're not able to do right now just because they're under so much time uh, right. strength mm -hmm. that um, they're not able, not able to cut birds or, you know, I'm not getting uh, patties anymore. It's just ground beef. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, but when I put them on, you know, they sell. Yeah. yeah. Where do you guys get your beans from the dried beans? So um, one of my hog farmers, uh, brother-in-law is a uh, farmer out in Goodland, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And, um, they have a, a bean processing plant out oh, there that cool. he raises, uh, grows um, uh, black beans, um, pentos, mycopas, um, and I believe small reds out there. So. Cool. Yeah, we picked up some of those. And, oh, the mycopa ones. Yeah, mycopa yeah. and, and, black, um, beans. and <laughs> black beans. But yeah, they were really good. But yeah, we're like, oh, that's really cool. You know, I don't, you know, traditionally a lot of stores, I don't see, a, you know, local beans. You know, it's usually from, you know, in a bag. Wherever. Wherever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, it's cool to... You know, I never really thought much about that, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. So I guess what the you know question we have too is is you know so like we said, I mean this is you're on like week seven uh, <laughs> of starting this, so and I just feel like you know we've we've been able to watch the uh, you know the growth that we you know at least from the outside see you know see the growth of all the things you've added and things like that. And um, so what's that growth been like for you guys? I mean, you guys are also you know you are running you know 
you know, Scott, you're running a farm and, you know, and there are still restaurants still, still, you know, still buying meat, I'm sure. So, you know, how, how are you managing that growth? And can only imagine the time suck. Well, de- definitely the first couple of weeks, it was uh, a little overwhelming, yeah. um, to say the least. Um, you know, the, the enormous outpouring of support was great, but, you know, being a, a new startup, it, uh, it uh, definitely added to some long hours for Michael and I, um, and then my crew. Um, you know, when we first started, uh, we were using most of the farm crew, and so we'd start packing boxes about seven and gosh, two o'clock in the morning would be pretty reasonable. Um, those, you know, first few weeks, but you know, as the, what about week three or so we were able to bring on Zach Thompson, um, to come work for us full time. And, um, he's kind of dealt with a little bit more of the, the managerial side, um, putting orders together making sure orders are right and, and helping customers if there's any shorts on their orders. And, and that's been a huge, I think, relief for both of us because, you know, I think when I started this, I looked at Michael and said, I've got about four weeks before the farm really starts to get busy. Right. Um, and you know, farming's already a full-time job and then some, and you know, then a, then a new startup <laughs> turns into full-time job. And before you know it, it's a, yeah. you can get a pretty strung out by the end of the day. Yeah. And yeah. So and how, how, how do you think, I mean, you said a big outpouring of support. I mean, so it was the biggest thing I know, cause we saw, I think we saw it through, you know, Instagram and, and all that. But I mean, how did you, how did you work on getting, it seems like most of the growth for you and like getting the word out has mainly just been kind of word of mouth and just social media. Is that, is that? Yeah. Just both of our, um, social media sites mm-hmm. on both of our businesses. And, um, we just, um, we, I think we actually paid for like one boost off Facebook. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's just been word of mouth and social media. Yeah. Pretty impressive. How many orders are you usually seeing now per, you know, per week now? I mean, it's hard to get a trend. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I'd anywhere between four and 600 a week now. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I've kind of you get the uh, order number. So I'm assuming that's just incrementing up or so. Yeah. Once. I, yeah. yeah. It was funny. We ordered like on the first week and, and then, yeah. It was like a two digit number. Yeah. And now it's like a four digit number. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It happened quickly. And, um, you know, just getting this thing launched, I was, you know, we were fortunate to have our pack house. So have a 4,000 square foot facility that's food safe certified and, you know, is in- inspected for all of that. And, you know, I ended up having many of the, uh, you know, assets you needed to get started, you know, a tape machine, conveyors, um, cold storage. We were able to throw up a, a, an additional cold storage unit. Gosh, I think that was the weekend after we got started. Um, <laughs> just kind of threw, threw together a cold storage unit over a weekend real quick. And, um, you know, it's, it's been very quick growth, but you know, just to have all those old door to door boxes that people got to see, um, Mm -hmm. for the first, you know, chunk of us getting started, having all that available, um, day one, um, that was just in storage at the farm, um, was huge to be able to just kind of get it launched. Yeah. Um, we did just switch over to our own sunflower provisions boxes that, um, Lawrence paper company made for us. Oh, cool. So that was, that was a neat purchase to be able to go in there and, and, you know, buy, buy boxes from a local company for, Mm -hmm. for a new local company. Yeah. Um, so that was really neat. Um, but yeah, we were, we were lucky to have kind of all that to get started. Um, but you know, it definitely wasn't, uh, wasn't easy by any means when we first started. And that pack house that you're talking is that is that at the location where people pick up? Is that is that where you're packing it out, or is that here on the farm? So we actually started there, mm-hmm. um, 
but gosh, I think it might have been that second pack. I looked at Michael and said, if we if we get over a hundred orders, we're gonna have to change locations. And I think it was just that that next day we had over a hundred orders, mm-hmm. and so it was a quick transition to get you know everything kind of moved up here to the farm. Okay. Um, and so this we're packing here at Juniper Hill Farms, okay. um, really in the off hours. So when the you know the farm employees go home. The sunflower employees come out and uh, and start packing boxes. Wow! Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, in the same location that you're packing all your all your produce your and other everything. stuff. Yeah. So how do you like for bakeries and stuff? Do you have like certain days of the week when they drop off bread? Because I would assume otherwise, you know, it's kind of like time dependent. It'll go stale and stuff like that. Um, it sounds like you have storage for you know produce and I'm assuming cheese and meat and all that stuff too. But what about like bakery stuff? So we have a, a standing order with Taylor at 1900 on the baguettes. Um, and then uh, with Jimmy, uh, we just give him an order the day before, and um, he brings it over the next day. Oh, wow. Is that quick? Wow, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, because that's the thing that blows our mind is there's the logistics of, you know, doing all that and, and getting all these products. I mean, it's so, so many people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then getting yeah. them fresh into a box and to people's hands. So. And that's something that we didn't have a playbook on <laughs> yeah. how to do that either. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a new one for us. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And so do you store? So you store most stuff, like you said. You store it in the. You have like the new, the conditioned areas just between here and the farm on the farm here. Yes, so we have all of our coolers, and so yeah. once we um, pack, um, you know, let's say a pallet of boxes, um, mm-hmm. whether it be for pickup or delivery, it goes into a cold storage unit. Mm-hmm um overnight so it stays cool um the following morning thanks to some wonderful routing software we quickly learned about um after i think just punching addresses on google and trying to figure out how to connect all the dots um you know we have we have two great drivers who um we've got routing software for and so we're able to actually label the boxes with their stop number Oh, wow. Um, and then they were able to come out the next morning, load those into their trucks, and uh, hit the road. Man, fancy. Um, same cool. goes for pickup. Uh, just getting to the point where uh, we pulled out one of the old label printers and started printing, you know, num- you know printed labels. That was a good step. Yeah. A yeah. um, lot, of, lot of changes since day one. But, um, you know, just simple changes to just make it, you know, that much more organized and easier. Mm-hmm. You know, as Michael said, there was no, no playbook. <laughs> so, um, you know, just figuring out, how best to line out all of uh, all of the proteins and produce, um, putting them in order from kind of most picked to least picked, and so mm-hmm. there was less walking for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure that all of us uh, are wearing you know the proper PPE and and maintaining that social distance mm-hmm. um, for for the safety of you know our staff and our customers. Um, you know, just thinking about all of those logistics and and getting you know a a fulfillment line established and set up that's mm-hmm. efficient but also you know distanced and mm-hmm. but works um you know it's definitely a, we've learned a lot the past few weeks <laughs> yeah cause i think i've seen pictures too that you've posted that um you know the way you pack it too i mean it's kind of like a is it it's an assembly line kind of thing like you got kind of the box makes its way down you've kind of, like you said you've kind of organized it by what's picked most and things like that, that that's the kind of stuff that, that's fascinating just to i'm sure like what you're learning over time but but yeah, how many how many people is it usually? Do you have come in and pack? Oh, six of us. I think there's six of us. Wow. On a given week. Wow. That's really yeah. Cool. So yeah, it's we basically have an expo. Um, we kind of set everything up kind of like a you know, restaurant since we've uh, 
a couple of people or a few people have restaurant experience. And mm-hmm. so we basically have an expo call off numbers and he's calling off like different stations and, <laughs> um, and yeah, we fill up a box. Yeah. I'll, I'll say being the farmer here and having a different mindset, it was nice to have, you know, Michael and Zach and, and some of the other folks that have restaurant experience come in and, and really know how that busy line works. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, yeah. we're, we're usually, we, we might be good at picking sweet corn very quickly, but we're picking one item. Um, right. You know, we aren't, um, yeah, you know, picking, I think last I looked, there's 180 ish different items in the store now. Wow. Um, and so, you know, having, um, you know, some of the team that's really knowledgeable in the meat and where it's located and, and then the produce and, you know, having, having the folks that know how to pack the boxes. I'm, you know, I'm good at facing them and, you know, running it through the tape machine, but, you know, I'm not very good at running a, running the meat cuts um, like Michael or, or Zach are. Um, so we all kind of have our own niche within the pack line now. It just really makes for a good, efficient system. Yeah. Um, we're getting quicker and quicker every time. I think we, we got home before midnight the other night. That was great. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't think about that too, but, I mean, yeah, you got to also look at the order at which you put stuff in, right? You know how to... The first thing you put in is eggs and then throw a, a melon on top of it or something. Yeah, like, yeah you don't want to yeah. do that. So, yeah, I guess that takes a little learning, too, to figure that out. Absolutely. Yeah, we have one person that just does the packing on the boxes. So she mm-hmm. um, you know, t- kind of goes through the box and um, before she starts packing and kind of sp- starts pulling the items that need to need to be chilled and then the stuff that can go on top. Yeah, and so you kind of hit on it there, but, you know, it's been a... Um, it's been it's been cool because yeah I think when we've picked stuff up it, it's been cool seeing some of the familiar faces you know like Zach you mentioned and I saw um, that so I mean it's been pretty nice I mean I'm assuming that's a uh, um, you know being able to hire you know people who are you know out of out of you know work right now with the, a lot of the restaurants you know having to um, you know let people off for well, until until we can come back to full speed but um, are you guys still hiring or how's that how's that growth projection look do you uh, at the moment, I think we're probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, when the, with the restaurants opening back up, we probably will look to hire some new people just because, yeah. uh, the meat, meat LLC will probably pick back up and, um, you know, we'll have to start working those hours as well. Yeah. I'd say that's the same with the farm. Um, you know, we, we were already, um, in the process of hiring, um, not only a sunflower launch, but, you know, just as this whole pandemic set upon us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were able to quickly hire a few folks, um, to get started. And, you know, it, we're kind of in this wait and see at the moment. Um, you know, we're, we're about four or five weeks out from, from starting kind of the larger wholesale harvest of, of kale and bok choy and Napa. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the crew we have right now, um, is able to keep up with everything, but you know, it, once we hit summertime, we go from a crew of about five to to have a crew of about ten or eleven, mm. and so you know, not too long from now, we'll be working to you know start seeking out you know additional people to come work at the farm. And, and plus, we had to take into consideration uh, who we were bringing on. We just couldn't hire a bunch of people not knowing where they've been or right. who they've had contact with. Yep. So um, luckily, Zach just got back from Guatemala, so he was already just finishing a two week quarantine for himself. Um, my employee was already working with me. Scotty's employees were already working with them. And, um, we just brought on an additional person that, uh, uh, one of the, uh, guy's girlfriends and, um, you know, he, he knew where she was at and she was out of work. So, uh, yeah, we just could, I mean, even though we got busy, 
it wasn't a matter of it was more of like we got to figure this out because there's just a, uh, a a danger in bringing on somebody new that we don't know exactly where they've been and right. you know they bring something in here and it shuts down the whole process mm-hmm. right i think that was i mean not not only in kind of a you know wanting to provide all that ppe for all the employees but you know and not just it being necessary but you know really it was something that i think both michael i and my entire staff, I'm sure, you know, his staff and then the Sunflower staff took very seriously as, you know, these are three small businesses, one of which has just been launched. And, you know, if any of us, you know, were to, um, you know, get, yeah, you know, contract COVID-19, it'd be a, it'd be a big issue for not just, you know, Juniper Hill or Sunflower or me, it'd be an issue for all three because Mm -hmm. we are, um, you know, even though we are wearing, you know, all the proper PPE when we're, when we're working, it's, close conditions sometimes with farming Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are there any new items on the horizon for sunflower provisions anything coming up in the next couple weeks that you guys know about uh well scotty's getting a growing or more growing season so um there's gonna be a lot more produce coming on um yeah i mean we're slowly (laughs) hoping to start you know kind of reducing the amount of the national produce we're bringing in whether it be organic and conventional transition to you know Juniper Hill Farms products, but then also, you know, many of the growers I already work with, um, mm. you know, I think it's exciting and, and I didn't even know they were up until I was, uh, doing inventory today, but we've got some of the wild live ferment, um, products on the oh, site now. And, cool. you know, just starting to kind of work with some of those other local producers as we've had a little bit more time, yeah. um, to start building out a, a product list that, you know, as I mentioned, you know, kind of mm-hmm. at the top of the episode, you know, it is a grocery store, a full, mm-hmm. yeah. a full yeah. purveyor, um, of all the provisions. So, yeah, I don't know if there's any huge new products on the way, but, yeah. you know, just starting to, to make the connections with, you know, many of our local, um, yeah. you know, partners in the food scene yeah. to start putting more and more stuff, uh, you know, from, from Lawrence uh, mm-hmm. in the box and on the plates. That's awesome. Yeah, I just saw, I think yeah, it was today that I saw the post that you said Wild Alive will be mm-hmm. joining that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been cool too. I know some, uh, you know, with all your connections you guys have, it kind of, uh, shows our attention too to like, Oh, I didn't know they exist. You know, certain companies existed. Like actually I didn't even realize that, um, um, I'm blanking on the name now, the, uh, the tofu and, um, Oh, central soy central. Yeah. I didn't know central soy was, uh, yeah, I didn't know that was even near here. And I'd seen the label, you know, and checkers and all that, but I like, I never put together that it was actually based out of Lawrence. And I'm like, that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, you guys are doing kind of a cool, a cool service too of, of promoting, you know, it's almost like advertisement too. And, easy way for people to get yeah. some of these local products well i think one of the reasons we brought in the coffee to start is we were both just so damn tired <laughs> and uh before we know it i mean i you know for at least a week or you know first few weeks it was hard for them to keep up mm-hmm. um and that was really neat to to think that we weren't um you know just moving product but we were keeping them busy mm-hmm. um same with uh elliot and kombucha um right. you know except for just starting to do the bottles for for farmers market and stuff he had never had really an experience with retail mm-hmm. and so you know to to be able to you know distribute a fantastic product um but then also you know give him that that opportunity to mm-hmm. um you know play around with the different bottling ideas and you know mm-hmm. kind of building out that brand um has been a real treat yeah that's awesome yeah, because I think you know the nice thing about your your store online is that you know you kind of you kind of scroll past it all as you're looking at the products, but um, you know it's a little different than you know maybe a regular grocery store where 
the local products might be tucked in with, you know, the, maybe the big name brand stuff. So maybe you don't, you don't notice it as much or your eye doesn't catch it as much. So at least for you guys, it's kind of a, it's a more focused shopping, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think about that way. And you know, there's items on our site, like the, the wheat flour, um, that's, you know, processed and milled in Kansas city. And so, you know, we might not throw local on it, but you know, it's Kansas wheat, um, and it's coming right out of Kansas city. And so there's a lot of products that we have on there that, um, you know, really, really are, you know, bringing as much local as we can to the community. Um, you know, obviously, as we said earlier, avocados aren't going to be Kansas grown, <laughs> but you know, as we do get into that spring and summer produce season, I just can't wait to, to really see it all transition to, to, you know, as much local as we possibly can. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know we, you know, have been, um, pretty dependent on you guys over the last several weeks. I think we've ordered most weeks. Um, and so we are wondering, and so are apparently a lot of other people online. Um, is this something that you guys plan to continue post COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, I think so. I think it's got legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, seems like it to us anyway, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll drop off a little bit whenever people, but the good thing, I mean, if there's a silver lining to this, you know, people are starting to cook more at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they're getting more connected with their, um, their food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's, uh, great for, um, people to actually, you know, know where their food is coming from, know how many hands have touched it. I mean, like the proteins they get from, uh, from sunflower, you know, it's basically, it's touched like the farmer's hand, the processor's hand, and it goes to me and it goes straight, straight to them. Right. Whereas like, I think with the, some of the, uh, restaurants, you know, there's a connection with that meat to that restaurant, not exactly where that meat's fr- coming from. Whereas now people actually have a connection with a direct connection to the producer. Yeah, I mean, I guess it says something. You guys were thinking about this, you know, like you said, you kind of, the idea started before yeah, all a couple this years even ago. happened anyway. So, so yeah, I guess it does kind of stand that, yeah, probably could continue this. Um, and that's a really good point. And, and I, that's something I wanted to ask you guys too is, uh, uh, what are you guys cooking for, you know, as you probably had to, you know, cook from home. Do you, do you have time to do that? I guess probably not. Now that I say that, I'm I'm, I'm realizing that when you say midnight, uh, well, maybe you're not cooking. There anymore. hasn't been all that much time, but you know, when we get a Saturday or something and there's time, um, you know, it's been fortunate, uh, you know, and this is nothing against the, the wonderful grocers I serve, but I haven't had to go to the grocery store in about two months. Yeah. Um, and so it's really just uh, kind of eating out of the coolers yeah. um, we have here. Um, and so, I mean, a lot of a lot of good proteins and a lot of great beef um, and chicken. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's just been wonderful to have. Uh, oh, Michael just the other week taught me that uh, the broccoli stem is actually pretty good. And yeah. So, well, that's what we just and, did, too. Because, yeah, I, I was thinking of that when you said, you know, how much broccoli people order. Like, we always... I, we we would order. I would always get more broccoli than I would think because you know once you cut off the, just the florets, it's like well, there's a lot of not a, not as much as you you know, think. But then yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, what if you? I saw some recipe somewhere that said just cut the broccoli stems and use that. I'm like, yeah, it's smart. Yeah, <laughs> and it tastes great. It tastes I mean, great. It, yeah. So I, I mean, I think that as much as I haven't been spending as much time cooking what I do cook, it's been a you know really mm-hmm. good wholesome meals mm-hmm. and um, making sure there's leftovers for the next day and. Yep. You know, it's been a lot of a uh, good experimentation too, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't usually go out and you know buy broccoli. You know, I'm not a big broccoli guy, but mm-hmm. now that I have it accessible easily and I can just grab a grab mm-hmm. a head on the way yeah. out, um, you know, I guess I'm seeing myself eat more vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> seeing what the hype's all about. This broccoli, yeah. 
Lots of meats and cheese and salami. Yeah. <laughs> Bread. Yeah. And seriously, that's probably been my lunch for the past two months. Yep, same here. That's the way to do it. You got a quality control too, so it's right. good. Yeah. You guys yeah. good quality control. Yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're just making sure things are things are going out good. We did have another um, audience question. Someone was asking, when are you going to carry burger patties again? <laughs> Apparently they're very good and very popular. Yeah, we haven't tried them, but... Well, um, so my main processor, well, I've got two processors I, I use for my proteins, Paradise Locker Meats, North of Kansas City. They're my USDA pe- processor. And then I have a Clay Center out in Clay Center, Kansas. They're my state inspected one. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of, you know, since this has been going on, um, which they've, they're the ones that, Paradise is one that makes my patties for me for the restaurants. And I just had cases of those that were just sitting in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put them on there and surprisingly they, they sold really well, even though they were 12 pound cases. Um, so, but for the time being until, um, the retail side slows down, which, you know, retail packaging, packaging stuff for retail takes a lot more time than packaging stuff for, uh, wholesale, um, until that slows down enough to where they can get that patty machine fired up. Um, unfortunately it's just going to be two pound two pound uh, packs or five pounders but you know it turns out you can make patties yeah from two beef. Pound it's the same beef ground beef so you know just side note just, there just, just order, order the ground beef and yeah. make your own patties and yeah. there you go okay that's a good good uh, hack there <laughs> well, well just uh thanks again guys for taking the time i know obviously it sounds like you guys have a busy schedule and i'm uh, glad you could kind of fit us in we, we just we've loved what you guys are doing and um Really encourage everyone who's listening to check check you guys out. So yeah, your uh, website is sunflowerprovisions.com. Um, you guys are on uh, yeah Facebook and Instagram. So under the same, under yeah. the same. So yeah, pretty easy to find you guys. Uh, placing an order because you guys are doing. Um, I would, you know, pickup is, uh, Tuesdays and, and Fridays. Fridays. Yeah, Tuesdays and Fridays from eleven to one and four to six, and then deliveries are also Tuesdays and Fridays. So mm-hmm. if we get your order by Let's see, Monday at 3 or Thursday at 3, we'll have it for you ready the next day. That's awesome. And you guys are always updating the website with new anything new that comes in or if you're out of something, you'll take it off kind of thing. So just keep an eye on it on a regular basis. Yeah, so thanks again, guys. And thanks for uh, Scott had us over, for those listening, he had us over to his uh, farm here so that we could properly social distance and do this interview. So we're all spread out here. But I uh, do appreciate you uh, doing that. So. Sure thing. Well, thanks for uh, putting up with us. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Fork in Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Scott Thelman and Michael Beard of Sunflower Provisions. If you're able to support the local food scene during this time, uh, we really encourage you to do so. Um, You can order delicious food, beer, coffee, cocktails, and more from local businesses via takeout or delivery service. Um, You know, look at buying local produce from your local farms, you know, via CSAs or if you look at sunflower provisions like we talked about in this episode um, or uh, donate to the Lawrence Hospitality Crisis Fund via their GoFundMe. Um, You can check out the link in our episode description or uh, if you are shopping at uh, sunflower provisions, you can actually add add it to your cart to do a little donation uh, there as well. Another thing, um, please subscribe and rate us. Uh, That helps other people find us. We can get the word out about what's going on with the Lawrence food scene. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
And you can follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook at Lawrence Forking Kansas, Instagram at Lawrence Forking Kansas, and Twitter at Lawrence Forking. Uh, feel free to find our pages, like us, follow us, you know, leave us a comment. Who would you like to hear from? Uh, whatever. We'd love hearing from you guys. And if you're a restaurant or a food business owner here in town and you're interested in coming on the show, just reach out on social media or you can email us at lawrenceforkingkansas at gmail.com and let us know. We are always looking for new people to talk to and would love to have you on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.